It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, someone says, just think of the amazing offspring Homer and Daisy would produce Homer Simpson and Daisy Duke. Oh, fantastic scenes. We're going to go and talk to Julian King over in Australia now. Hello, my friend. Hello, buddy. You know what? I've just had a wonderful 30 or 40 minutes on the program. A good friend of mine, Michael Fay from Sports Memorabilia Australia. Oh. And he's just, just released a book called The Official History of the Wallabies Jersey. Fantastic. He talked about Nick Far Jones and John Eels uh, dropping a couple of jerseys off to his house. Nick Far Jones has only got two left, two jerseys left from that 91 winning World Cup team. Wow. Uh, it's really fascinating. But they talked about how Australia wore green for so many years up until the 60s. Mm. And every time they played South Africa, the green clashed, so they had to change jerseys. And eventually they settled on the, for want of a better term, uh, Wallaby Gold. But really, really fascinating history. I never knew they used to play in green. They did. There you go. It's not easy being green, as Kermit would say. <laughs> So, yeah, well, so we did some oh, we did some valuations in the program today. So people have got some really interesting stuff coming. You know, sign this and sign that, which which leads me to my next question. Do you have any any prized pieces of, of sporting memorabilia in the Staffy Man Cave? Probably my big one is, and if I said to you the Invincibles, it probably wouldn't mean much to you. But it was a 1924 All Blacks team that went on a Northern Hemisphere tour, and they played a. 30-odd games up north, you know, internationals, unbeaten, and the Invincibles. And I've got a framed original photo of that team, which is quite rare, I'm led to believe. Wow. Quite okay. rare. I'd love to know what that's worth. I might, I might flick them a cheeky text and see if I'll get a value for you there. So the 19... so Because when you say Invincibles to an Australian staffy, they think of the Bradman 48 tour to England. Yeah, well, probably yeah, a similar thing, yeah. This, yeah, this is the, the 92 kangaroo tour. Flick them yeah. a text, I'd be interested, actually. Yeah, if, yeah, that, that's a beautiful piece. We might we, piece. we might actually see if we can get his contact details off you because our listeners, we, we are sports memorabilia nuffies over here too. Yeah, is it, you could do this all day, couldn't you? You could yeah. do this all day. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he, he loves his rugby, uh, loves his rugby too, so he'd know exactly what you're talking about. Fantastic. Yeah, so Michael Fay, sports memorabilia. Australia. Now, we've got a big game tomorrow. Uh, weather permitting, of course, as I cast my eye out the windows here in our studios in Sydney, it is very gloomy, Staffy. Mm. Very dark and grey and a little bit drizzly. And they're predicting that weather up and down the eastern seaboard. So not only is it going to jeopardise potentially Australia and New Zealand, but this, this game on Sunday, India-Pakistan, 100,000 tickets sold for the Melbourne <laughs> Cricket Ground. What? Last time they played, they had a casual global audience of 225 million watching a game of cricket. Can you, can you wrap your head around that? 225 mil. 
It is just mind-blowing. You talk about rivalries, Australia, New Zealand and India, Pakistan are saying, hold my beer. You know what I mean? You want to to know about a a big sporting event, and you may not be aware of this. We have tomorrow at AFTS Square in Auckland the draw for the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yep. Um, And that's going to be in, uh, in Auckland, as I say. FIFA have flown in 800 dignitaries to be at the drawing of marbles out of bags. And, uh, and Eight, then 800. 800 that, I dignitaries. Mean, you know, that's uh, a lot of people on that gravy train, aren't they? I mean, 800 dignitaries <laughs> to draw a marble. I'll, I'll, I'll have a piece of that if you don't mind. Yeah, well, Auckland before. I'm not poo-pooing the FIFA Women's World Cup because it's being played here, and it, it is a massive event. And, like, viewing figures, it's, someone told me it yesterday, and it's over a billion. It's just going to be absolutely astronomically enormous and it's here in, in wow. Auckland tomorrow. That's pretty exciting. Is there much buzz around town about it? Not yet because we've got, because right now, I mean there's buzz about the draw yes, from the soccer football aficionados, but we've got the Women's Rugby World Cup on, of course we've yep. got the Rugby League World Cup on, we've got the T20 World Cup uh, well it started, but it starts with the Black Caps here, we've got Cox Plate tomorrow it's just, uh, we've got the Constellation Cup Netball, New Zealand League 2-1 going on at the moment, it's, uh, there's yeah. just so much going on well, the last time we spoke, you said, oh, I'm just going to make casual mention of the netball. Uh, overturned a 13-goal deficit to now have a plus-two deficit. So they fought back with the plomb, the Australians. They have. They were yeah. they were back to how Australians should play in that match yeah. on Wednesday. They were fantastic. They were really good. Now, Australia-New Zealand tomorrow. This is going to be a beauty. Uh, you made the point, though, as good as New Zealand are, there's something about Australian pitchers, Staffy, that mm. just, you think, brings them back to the pack. It does, and I'm really going to be intrigued to see the 11 that New Zealand put out there because um, we actually had a Channel 7 sports reporter on earlier in the show, and he's an ex-first-class uh, cricketer in Australia, and I just said, Sydney cricket ground means spin. Does it still mean that? And he said, not so nope, much. Not at all. He said not the most effective bowler at Sydney, because it's a bit of a slower pitch, is sort of that 120k guy. Not the fast guy, not the spinner, the one in the middle. And we breed those like Billy-O. Sort of, you know, your Chris Harris mole, that kind of player. Yeah, Chris Harris, Gavin Larson, Jeremy Coney. You know, these sorts of guys. In the squad at the moment, we've got Daryl Mitchell, Jimmy Neesham. I mean, even Tim Southey doesn't get much up above 125 now. He's a bit of a wizard Mm, with mm. line and length. But with this weather, um, we've actually done some investigation. They could play on Sunday because that's the reserve day if they don't get five overs each. But I'd take a point. I'd take... Don't play Australia, we'll take a point, move on. <laughs> I always thought that what I loved about New Zealanders, Staffy, I always thought you played to win. We do? I always thought you played to win. No, we'll just take the point. No, that, but, uh, that if is it very was a, New Zealand. If it was a one-off game, yes, I'd want to play, but this is a tournament, take the point, beat Aussie in the final if we can. Okay, you've thought about this, haven't you? Mm. You know, I, I wonder too, because Australia don't really have any left-handers. You've got Warner, then you've got Wade, and they're all right-handers in the middle. You know, you've got two spinners in Sodi and Sandy who can take the ball away from the right-handers. I don't know if they're going to play both. They probably won't. Maybe got some male as to who might get the jump. But, you know, if you get Warner early, uh, he's the key wicket. Then you want to let rip in those middle overs to the right-handed bats of the Australian side. Yeah, there's a bit of mail to say that Michael Bracewell might actually get the start because he, he's a clean hitter and uh, mm. it's dangerous to compare him to Mitch Marsh, but he probably hits it as clean as anyone in the New Zealand side, Michael Bracewell, and his bowling's been a bit of a revelation. So maybe him on the strength of his batting and then one of Mitch Santner-ish, Sodi, and I'd probably lean towards 
Mitch Santner because Ish got a bit of a pasting in his last outing. But um, we really need our guys to fire for any chance against it. We need Kane Williamson to find his best form. Uh, we need uh, Finn Allen, the, the man with two Christian names, to fire at the top. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we need our guys to fire. Yeah. Adam Milne, a quick word on him, uh, Staffy. Where do you think he's sitting at the moment? Look, if he could stay healthy, he he's our fastest bowler, but he yeah. bowls a style of cricket that doesn't suit his carcass. He just breaks all the time. He gets um, stress fractures. He does rib cartilage. He's a tremendous bloke, um, but he just – his body wants to bowl 130, but his mind makes him bowl 145. Um, if he's fit and <laughs> – It's the other way around for me, mate. I want to bowl one, <laughs> bowling about 80 at the moment, yeah. Yeah, no, he's tremendous if he can stay fit. Yeah, okay. This is going to be a fascinating watch. Thank you so much. Hey, enjoy the cricket, and uh, let's just shake hands. Best of luck. Best of luck to you, champion. Thank you, mate. There he is, uh, Staffy. Julian King out of Australia. Um, Good to have a chat to him each week. Uh, We will take a break, and we'll have a look back in the day. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.